Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bearer of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Where we are in the world, my name is Josh. That is Vince Tagliev here. This is the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. My voice is still healing here, so apologize me if I'm not getting... uh, I apologize if I'm not getting too excited to speak, but uh, welcome to the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. We're live with you Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Tuesday nights at 8 p.m., every other night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy. Actually, this is where we unfold for you the global conspiracy. We (laughs) look at the narrative and we say, hey, this is what's happening. This is what I think is going to happen, and this is most likely what happened. And sure enough, man, it's happening. And, uh, you know, a lot of people out there have been spot on right about what's happening, what's going on. And I think that that's one of the good things about all the influencers out there is that uh, we're, we have this ability that we've learned throughout the years to, to see this narrative, to see through the bullshit, the minutia, and actually understand what's going to happen next. And, you know, many people believe that patriots are in control and all this stuff and and you know what i don't have any reason to deny that except for well the last three years but if this is a movie and we're supposed to be seeing all this stuff it's all supposed to happen then maybe it's supposed to happen this way then i argue what about all the dead people and the vaccine and all this stuff right so yeah i look at it like this i don't take sides on patriots are in control or the deep state is completely winning instead what i say is that this is a war and wars can change really, really fast in the sense of mo- mo- uh, momentum, all right? What we have right now is we have a multi-headed hydra. We have various different factions that form that head that are fighting for power and control of this world. We have them in a massive transition right now, and you can look at this from the Eastern BRICS nations. You can look at this from the Western First World nations. We have them in a transition of their economic they're political, right? There's spectrums there, even your social spectrums. And they are all working while in the midst of this transition to control energy, food, and water, resources. And on top of that, other natural resources. And so when we look at their infighting, because that's really what it is, it's a war of the roses at that level. I can't tell you if it's the Patriots are in control or it's the bad guys in control. I can tell you that there's a war and it hasn't gone kinetic yet and that there's multiple proxy wars being fought and that there is a cold war being fought. There is a hidden war, a silent war being fought. There's an information war being fought. One thing I do know for for a fact, though, is that circa 2016, you, me, and everybody else entered this war. And we began establishing battlefields, various different domains. And we took on the mainstream media. We took on the globalist narrative. And we have been incredibly successful in our attempts to take back the idea of information. And that's the beautiful thing, is we've won the largest battlefield in this massive war simply because we decided to enter the war. We simply decided to stand up and raise our voices. 
But see, I believe with everything coming down the road, 2024 fast approaching, the weapons that the globalists have within their reach, global economy, World War III, nuclear weapons, um, deadly viruses, deadly vaccines, whatever it might be. I can understand that this war can change in any moment. Things like the Restrict Act, Senate Bill 686, which has been fairly silent the last few weeks. And they do that. They're, about to, they're supposed to deliberate that on that two weeks ago. They put it on pause because of all the commotion coming out about it because we knew they were trying to nationalize the internet. They will silently try to push it through under the guise of the military secrets that were leaked. Oh, what happened to that story? Didn't somebody say that within three days that story would be completely gone? You did. <laughs> and yeah, I wonder yep. when they're going to make Hello? progress with yeah. 686. Yep. What I, I said, Pentagon stolen secrets, that story will be outside, out of the mainstream media within three to four days. Boom, gone. No word of it. Haven't heard of it yeah. in the last few days. Dude, the news cycle is outrageous. Uh, something that happens in the morning, like mm -hmm. for instance, Elon Musk's uh, rocket launch, I think that was last Friday. Was it? Yeah. Um, that happened in the morning. No, Thursday. It happened early in the morning. By the time the evening time came around, out of the news cycle. No one gave a shit. It was so much more news going on. It was just, all right, next stuff, next stuff, next stuff. It's yep. nuts. Well, and that's how they flip the narrative. So what I'm trying to say, though, is that we are America's last hope. We can no longer count on political parties, politicians, no matter how much we love them and want to support them. We can no longer count on the system. But instead, we have to count on each other. We are America's last hope. This battle, this fight, it starts at home. It starts with your kids knowing the difference, communicating with them, understanding their emotions, understand when they're being manipulated, psychological warfare. It starts in the community, taking a stand against county boards, school boards, standing up for your convictions and what you believe in, communicating with your neighbors, finding common ground and interest, taking back our states one state at a time. And if you are in a predominantly blue state like me, have an exit strategy, have an exit plan, know how the hell to get out of Dodge and how long it's going to take you to get there. Be able to pack up everything that you need within the area that you have to drive. Always have a full tank of gas. My tank goes 400 miles. 400 yeah. miles, that gets me out of Minnesota. Gets me to South Dakota. Coming, Nate. <laughs> Ready or not. <laughs> but that's Nate the truth. Nate will clear the way for you, too. I know it you is. Well, I got Iowa. I can go Jim Price in Iowa. Right? I got Nate in South Dakota. There's, there's, there's places to go. And see, that's the thing is you need to have these options. You need to have these ideas in your head because if stuff goes south, and this, and look, I'm not, I don't rule out anything here, guys. I know I say that, hey, look, you know, we're going to, we're going to look for the diplomatic solution to this. States can kind of hash it out. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what tomorrow brings. And with some news that we're going to talk about here, and well, we'll just talk about it now. Why not? Right. Yeah. Let's get into it. <laughs> why, why don't we just uh, talk about it now? Because this is an interesting piece of news that, a few people have been reporting on. We mentioned it last night. And like I said, when I talk about news, because it just happened yesterday. So I mentioned it last week that the U.S. potentially was preparing to, um, to um, 
evacuate the embassy in Sudan. That's right. Yesterday, they actually did. And I said, okay, I'm the type of guy, I'm not going to dive into this until I've had time to research it, right? And so I didn't go into the details and what was going on, but now I can because I've had time to research it. It's been marinating a few days. (laughs) No, only a day, only a day. Okay. So the war in Sudan. So we heard these rumors that a potential uh, 400 foot deep underground military base in Ukraine, which was serving as NATO headquarters with NATO officers, U.S. generals, and top Ukrainian generals in place, was bombed by a bunker buster by Russia. The more and more we look at this, the more and more it's truthful. The more and more it's correct. That this most likely what is what happened. Um, immediately after this, you have Macron going to France, coming back saying, well, going to, sorry, Macron going to China, coming back saying we got to separate from the United States of America, right? And yeah. then he's saying, we're going we're gonna to talk with Xi Jinping and, and see if we can get a peace deal. Okay? Member of NATO. We have other NATO members saying, we need to separate from the United States. So if, if, that's, the key, if that's the case here, right? Then yeah. what's going on in Sudan? So what we know, I'm going to call it as it is. Sudan is going to be laid out as another proxy war with Russia. Okay. This is another U.S. proxy war against Russia. This is, and so there's other places that Russia currently is at in South and Central America. Expect the same thing to begin happening there, uprisings. But let me go through this. The war is between two generals. You have Abdel Fattah Baran and Mohammed Hamdan Dagalo. Baran is the head of the country's military, and Dagalo is the leader of the paramilitary group called the Rapids Rapid Support Forces. The RSF, or the Rapid Support Forces, got its start in the Janaweed Militia, an Arab fighting group that operated in Darfur. The Russian mercenary group, Wagner, has been in the country since 2017 when it traded armored vehicles to the government. Sudan is rich in gold and rare earth minerals and metals, particularly those utilized for making lithium batteries. Sudan had put in the request to join the BRICS plus nations well over two months ago. Okay. My God. So August 24th, 2022 U S ambassador is appointed to Sudan following a 25 year lapse. September 28th, 22 U S ambassador warned Sudan against finalizing Russian naval base deal. November 11th. Blinken urges Sudan to consider U.S. support for rapid formation of civilian-led transitional government. December 5th, U.N. brokers framework agreement between Sudan's military leaders and leading pro-democracy parties. December 7th, Blinken threatens travel ban for Sudanese who endanger framework agreement deal. February 12th, 2023, Sudan confirms deal for Russian naval base key players Larav and Buran from from their defense force. February 16th, Biden admin sends $288 million in humanitarian aid to Sudan. March 9th, Victoria Newland visits Sudan to discuss democracy. April 8th, less than a month later, conflict escalates between Sudanese armed forces under General Burhan and paramilitary group RSF under Dagalo. April 22nd, the U.S. evacuates Sudan. But wait, there's more. 
in recent news, we found that the RSF, who is so this is this is the the propaganda that's being put out there. RSF, according to the U.S., is being funded by Russia. Russia and RSF have both denied these claims. This is important to remember, okay? RSF is the one who seized control of the Bio4 Biolab in Sudan. Okay? Now, here's another interesting twist to the Biolab. And trust me, I went yes. out there and looked to see if there was U.S. connection to the Biolab. There's WHO connection, oh. not necessarily U.S., but... Okay. Sudan's National Public Health Laboratory is the one that was seized by RSF. Was making preparations this week for a phase two Marburg vaccine trial. Marburg. So Sudan is leading the way in the creation of a Marburg vaccine. On the same week that... The biolab gets taken over by what the U.S. says is Russian-controlled. The biolab has Marburg, Ebola, all these other goodies in it. So if this is a U.S. clandestine uh, false flag operation to blame Russia, this could draw international attention due to the seizing of the lab, especially with the outbreak of Marburgs. We have seen the U.S. and NATO attempt to pin various other false flag events on Russia during the Ukrainian conflict in an attempt to drag NATO into full-blown war. This could be another attempt to get the international community to react. So, potentially what we see here, the U.S. starts pointing the finger at Russia. Oh, they they sabotaged our whole deal with the RSF. The RSF rose up. They seized the lab under the control of Russia. They're the ones who released this virus or whatever. They shut down the Marburg's vaccine, whatever it might be. And this can prompt and escalate World War III. Why? Well, because the United States is getting their asses kicked in a proxy war with Russia in Ukraine, over $100 billion spent and absolutely zero progress. And like I just said, 400 senior NATO, Ukrainian, and U.S. military officers were apparently killed in this bunker buster bomb that went off in Ukraine. And so the U.S. is wanting retaliation at some level. So not only that, is Susan Rice yesterday had left the White House and resigned. She right. was also the one handling this with Victoria Newland and getting the Americans out of the embassy. Oh, really? Well, here's the problem. Thousands of Americans are left in uh, Khartoum, Sudan, um, in, in other places. They say that they, they warned them to get to the embassy, but they just didn't get there in time. So thousands of Americans and American expats are on the ground in Sudan and trapped there. Remember, remember Afghanistan? Yeah. Didn't we have something? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Sudan's streets are deserted as foreigners flee. Um, the lab seizure, now they're all coming out, says it's a uh, biohazard risk. Sporadic fighting between the army and the RSS, despite the truce, enough of a lull to allow more evacuations and departures. Sudanese feel abandoned by flight of foreign observers. Food, water, medicine, fuel shortages are extremely acute. So one thing that this is going to do with the RSF and the uh, Sudanese military is this is going to produce separation from the United States because they abandoned them completely, which is what they do. Yeah. Wow. So we could be seeing a transition away from Ukraine and a more of a focus on Northern Africa. Now, 
Why Northern Africa? I was just wondering that. And well, I was Northern Africa that. primarily was controlled by clandestine services for a very long time. Russian and U.S. fought throughout this whole area in proxy mm -hmm. during the Cold War. More recently, with the alignment of the BRICS nations since about 2008 to 2009, China has moved more readily through Northern Africa in these areas, going into these decimated local governments, these governments in these countries, and refunding mm -hmm. them because the American intelligence agencies basically funded the regime holders and allowed the people to starve and decimated their countries to have control over them because this is where you have a lot of drug trade, weapons trade, and human trafficking trade going through in this Northern yeah. African region. China went in and started cleaning this up. So this is not only an attack on Russia, but also China, but also because of the rich amount of natural gas, yep. gold, silver, rare earth minerals, metals, lithium mining, it's all there. Remember, if we talked to last week, we started talking about this is a resource war. That, that what's controlling this war right now is resources. And the yeah. United States could shut off all of its borders and be fine for 250 years with its current population. China yeah. could not. China can't survive. China's been going into these northern African regions, and guess what they've been doing? Setting up farmland. Growing Man. food. Getting these people to become farmers. This is a threat to the United States. Um, um, United States power grab on the world. So the United States goes in there and now wants to destabilize Northern Africa. Very similar to what it did in the 1990s in the destabilization of the Middle East. Well, the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s in the Middle East. And what they're doing right now in the Middle East. So <clears throat> just nothing but the same strategy over and over and over again. Totally. And I imagine it's strategic just in the sense of being having that port into the Red Sea mm -hmm. next to the Middle East in a larger war that could be strategic. But this is an expansion of the war on Russia. Kind it of. It, it absolutely is. And this is how you extrapolate it into a larger war, a world war. So for everybody out there, Tuesday nights, we're a little bit earlier tonight. We only do this show for an hour um, at 8.30 or 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I go on American Media Periscope's um, AMP After Hours on their Rumble channel. You can find that by going to AMP News. Um, you can just go to AMP News, type that in on Rumble, AMP News Space US. You'll find the show for tonight. Jim Price will be joining me. We're going to be talking Q to Storm. All right. History of Q, kind of how we all got here, what this is all about. Uh, it's one it's one audience that I have not done that show on before, so it's going to be a oh, pretty nice one. I'll so, be there. I'll tune in and I'll uh, listen while I have my dinner tonight. Awesome. And, and Okay, so now bringing things back home. We'll get back into, if we can cover the rest of it, we'll get back more into the, the global geopolitical aspect of things. But let's okay. come back more home. The GOP has scheduled Republican debates without discussing with President Donald Trump first. So the, the GOP has scheduled Republican debates with radicals asking the questions. They didn't even think about asking President Trump about their decision before scheduling these debates. What? Yep. When Trump just came out on True Social and said, we don't need debates. No debates. We don't want any. He must be very confident. Yep. It's kind of true. 
we already know what we're getting. Well, and then Jean-Pierre was asked this question earlier about Trump and what's all going on over there and if Biden is going to talk about it because he declares Trump a, a radical. Let's listen to this real quick. Of course, it's going to spin. Right when I open it up, it's just going to sit there and spin, huh? What the f- Hold on. Well, thanks, Twitter. Okay, there we go. Rattling financial markets if he does not agree to speak with the speaker. Speaker McCarthy says he wants to meet with Biden. Why hasn't that happened yet? It's the Speaker McCarthy and the MAGA wing of the Republican Party that is doing this. We're not doing. They're the ones who are saying they want to hold the American economy hostage. They're doing this. And what the president is saying is, you need to do your job. He's saying to House Republicans, you need to do your job, your constitutional duty, and avoid default. That's it. Something that they were able to do, Speaker McCarthy and other Republicans, when Democrats joined them in the last administration, three times. Three times to make sure that they did their constitutional duty. This is something that the Speaker is doing. This is something that, that he has cited and aligned himself with the MAGA, MAGA wing of the party. So that question, honestly, is for them, not for us. But don't really care who's to blame. They just want to know that there's a plan to avoid No, but you're all. asking me a question and I'm answering it. This is for, this is a, I, honestly, this is a question for Speaker McCarthy and the MAGA wing of the Republicans to answer. They are the ones. Notice how she's calling it the MAGA wing of the Republican Party. Notice how they're separating Republicans now. You're going to have good Republicans. You're going to have the evil Republicans. MAGA wing and then the Republican wing, the conservative wing. And those are going to be establishment goons. Yep. From uh, Zero Hedge, McCarthy's death li uh, debt limit bill will not pass the Democrat-controlled Senate as Democrats would not want to postpone the debt ceiling debate into the presidential election year. So the problem is, is that, yeah, it's not McCarthy. It's that the Senate Democrats aren't going to allow this bill to pass, period. Oh, my goodness. U.S. stocks declined and yields fell as first Republican banks deposit exodus reignited banking fears. So U.S. stocks had de declined amid banking sector fears that first Republic FRC is on the cusp of failure after reporting an exodus in deposits and was said to be mulling offloading um, $100 billion worth of U.S. dollar assets as it lacks sustainable funding. While well, weak U.S. consumer confidence and Richmond Fed survey added to the downbeat mood, although there was some partial reprieve for futures after hours following earnings from Alphabet and Microsoft, which beat on their top and bottom lines. USD strengthened and the DXY briefly approached just shy of 102 level of mid even demand following First Republic's earnings, which revealed an exodus of deposits in Q1 and spurred fresh banking concerns after several weeks of calmness. Looking ahead, highlights include New Zealand, trade data, Australian CPI, Singapore, in industrial production and supply from japan and looking at the international numbers nobody is doing good nobody right <laughs> so when you start looking at the global economy all western nations are in kind of a massive decline did you see the article today about uh um, strippers predicting recession uh no but i wish you know you'd share these things with me 
I know that sounds pretty hilarious. What's going on? Well, it, it actually makes a lot of sense because strippers, right? Yeah. They make their money on payday. I know they're not taking ones anymore. I heard they're taking tens. Really? Well, so <laughs> the stripper was saying is traditionally like she's been a stripper for a long time. Yeah. And when you have economic upticks, she makes a lot of money. When you have economic oh. downticks, she makes less and less money and she's high profile. So okay, this is wealthy people. It's not her. And so she's like, this is the lowest I've ever made in a very, very long time. She goes, that's my sign. It's in a recession. This is like 2009 all over again. She's like, it's not me. I'm super hot. And I know that for a fact. (laughs) (laughs) So UBS. That's interesting. I believe that. That's cool. We are in a recession, people. United Banks of Switzerland, uh, Swiss listed shares slid Tuesday after trading um, after trading, after the bank posted a 52% year-on-year decrease in net profit in the first quarter. That's a lot, huh? Probably because they're they're acquiring of rival Credit Suisse, but still, that's massive. It's not good on paper. <laughs> nope. Trade between China and Russia using the yuan or rubles has climbed up to more than 70%. As more countries are calling for the trade to be carried out in their own currencies and using the yuan... As an alternative to the U.S. dollar, Chinese state-affiliated media reports. Um, And this is very, very true, except for the fact that whenever any of these countries want U.S. imports, our exports, imports into their country, Uh they have to use the U.S. dollar. And so you see this in the sense of trade between these two countries. Now, it was never unusual for China when buying, or Russia when buying Chinese supplies, to use the yuan. Okay. Okay, but typically the international dollar, uh, the international settlement currency is the dollar. So that's what they would traditionally use because it was more stabilized in the set of trade uh, trade acquisition. So if you think about the forex markets, the Russian yeah. ruble per the Chinese yuan, yeah. right? You're going to have a higher spread between the ruble and yuan than you are between the the yuan and the dollar. Or the dollar and the ruble because the dollar is more stabilized. So it's easier to use the dollar because its value is stronger and higher for that clearance because the stability in the sense of the transition to your own currency is going to breed you more currency. But they're now using their own and trying to minimize that gapping. And they're doing a good job of it. But that's, I, I see it, but it's not anything of like massive concern right now because the United States still exports massive amounts of products each year from our country, food, grain, livestock, and those all have to be transacted in dollar. Yeah. I don't think it's the end of the world. Certainly doesn't help. Yeah. And I think it's going to take a while for it to really, for anybody to actually see an effect, you know, it takes a long time for these things to actually show. Right. So the U.S. Supreme Court has denied oil companies appeal in a climate case. So the Supreme Court has rejected appeals from the oil and gas companies against lawsuits filed by state and local governments seeking to hold the energy businesses accountable for climate change. The high court on Monday denied appeals in five cases regarding claims from California, Colorado, Hawaii, Maryland, and Rhode Island. Attorney Phil Goldberg, who works for the National Association of Manufacturers, legal arm said the challenge of our time is developing technologies and public policies 
so that the world can produce and use energies in ways that are affordable for people and sustainable for the planet. It should not be figuring out how to creatively, creatively plead lawsuits that seek to monetize climate change and provide no solutions. Appeals courts have so far decided in favor of the state and local governments in these cases. Big oil companies have been desperate to avoid trials in the state courts, where they will be forced to defend their climate lies in front of juries. And today, the Supreme Court declined to bail them out. Ooh, that could be a big one. Expose the climate scam. Yep. It's a tricky one. That could be a big one. And yeah, First Republic Bank has plummeted over 50% today. Uh, for after posting more than a hundred billion dollar, or or to posting over a hundred billion dollars in customer deposits lost. Oh Ouch. So, investment banker working with First Republic has come out and said that he expects the government to take it over. No one wants to buy it. Stock down ninety percent. Market cap is only one point five billion. It is now a high risk small cap. Go woke, go broke, Disney to cut thousands of more jobs across the country. Walt Disney Company is set to lay off thousands of employees this week, marking the second round of job cuts since the end of March. According to Disney's officials, the company is looking to cut a total of 7,000 jobs by the summer, with the latest round of layoffs bringing the total number of jobs cold to 4,000. The job cuts will take place throughout the company's various business segments, including Disney Entertainment, ESPN, Disney Parks, Experiences, and Products. Disney has a long history of layoffs in response to changes in the industry and other economic factors. So Disney, what we just have? Amazon, we had Walmart, we had Facebook, Meta again. And, and you know, here's another thing too, because you can throw Disney mm-hmm. into a tech company. Tech earnings are coming out this week and next week. Mm-hmm. Expect some bad numbers from some people, which oh, is yeah. going to hit the economy pretty bad. Now, here's another hit to the economy. We've talked about this one. U.S. home prices see the biggest annual drop in more than a decade as interest rates have soared. Yep. Yep. A report from the real estate brokerage at Redfin showed that medium home prices in the country fell by 3.3% to just over 400000 Comes right after a 12% drop was seen in February, which marked the first annual decrease on record in 11 years. Yeah. Meanwhile, higher, higher mortgage rates slowed demand and the lack of homes for sale reduced overall purchases. Mm. My area reflects that percentage. Somebody just dropped the price of their house, twenty thousand. So. Wow. Well, you know, we waited. We're, we were waiting. We we're going to wait until the rates came back down. But I mean, even if you went in now, like if we got through a builder and you go through a builder, you can still get like three point nine, four point nine percent. Or if you just went in right now for a year or two and just assume that interest rates aren't going to stay up high all the time, um, you know, you could do. You can take that 6.5% interest rate and then just refi after a year and a half. You get to write off your, your interest anyway on your taxes. So, Yeah, if you can afford it. Right, if you can afford it. But yeah. that you might, you might not think 6.5% is a lot, but it is. It's a lot. It's a lot, lot. Um, the second Bud Light executive has taken a leave of absence following the backlash over the company's decision to partner with transgender activist Dylan Mulvaney. Daniel Blake, the vice president for mainstream brands at the parent company Anheuser-Busch, stepped back from his role just days after Alicia Heinerscheid, who has been the vice president of marketing for Bud Light for nearly a year, took a leave of absence. Given the circumstances, Alyssa had decided to take a leave of absence, which which we support, 
An Anheuser-Busch spokesperson told the Wall Street Journal, uh, Daniel has decided to take a leave of absence as well. In other words, they got fired. In other words, they got fired. Oh, God, here we go. Let's let's watch it. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it on there. GOP uh, video inbound. What is going on with Twitter today? Right, let's try this again. And we can now call the 2024 presidential race for Joe Biden. This morning, an emboldened China invades Taiwan. Financial markets are in free fall as 500 regional banks have shuttered their doors. Border agents were overrun by a surge of 80,000 illegals yesterday evening. Officials closed the city of San Francisco this morning, citing the escalating crime and fentanyl crisis. Who's in charge here? It feels like the train is coming off the tracks. This just in, we can now... Well, that's a little prophecy right there from the GOP. Yeah. And you know what? I think that they were spot on with how that's going to look. China invades Taiwan, financial crisis, 500 banks closing their doors, riots and food shortages all throughout the country. We are America's last hope, man. I just got chills from that. Yeah, man. They could all come down like the, all at once like that. And that's when all the preparations will be a godsend. Yep. So you be thanking me. Oh, thanks for that Mad Patriot Supply. Thank you for that gold and silver. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for the mac and cheese we're having today. <laughs> Let's listen to Don. Congressman James Comer and Jim Jordan have revealed about the Biden crime family would be Watergate times 10 if this news was revealed just 10 years ago. Our fake news media is corrupt at a level like never seen before. There has never been anything like it. If this kind of information came out in the past, writers would be getting Pulitzer Prizes when Pulitzer Prize meant something. It doesn't mean very much anymore. Yes, our media is totally corrupt. Well, Donald, unfortunately, we are the media now and we're not corrupt. And so, yep, the media was corrupt, but more and more people are turning away from the media. You know, I he actually he actually had something on True Social, which I found pretty interesting. Mm, ratings? Uh, El Donald, yeah, he had the, the ratings here. And so, if you go look at this from... 10 years ago, and I know it's hard to see for everybody out there. See if I can blow it. No, it won't blow it up. But it, yeah, there, there we go. That's a little bit better. Life, Liberty, and Levin. He's looking, he's talking about his uh, his show with uh, Mark Levine last night, where he talked about, or the other night, when he talked about JFK. It's almost at 2 million viewers. Not bad. Yes, Sunday is. morning futures, 1.6 million. If you go back 10 years, these are like five to 10 times these numbers. You're kidding. Yeah. Whoa. And you want to know the, one of the main reasons that I'll look guys, think about this. Yeah. Internet transferred all those view times away from the TV. Remember that my daughter said it to me perfectly. She's like, what are you doing? Dad? I'm like, watching TV. She goes, no, you're watching a computer. And I'm like, Oh, the people are getting rid of cable TV. People no longer, yeah. It's way too expensive. Two hundred bucks for all the same channels. You can like you watch six channels. You can get it all a cart right now on on Amazon Prime. You go on there. You pay thirty bucks a month. You got like six channels, like the only ones that you yeah. watch. Seriously. Everything else is free. You don't need it. 
And so people are now getting their news from laptops, from computers, from TVs. They subscribe to Fox News if they want Fox News. They subscribe to CNN. They want CNN. But guess what? That's not channel flipping, and that's what's on, so I'm just going to watch it. Instead, you have to play it. You have to go there. You have to click on it. You have to play it. You can fast forward to what you want. These hurt the ratings. The ratings are down massively. And you know what ratings are up? Ours. Independent news and media. That's where the ratings are going. And watch what happens with Tucker Carlson. I bet you're going to see Tucker Carlson come back. And I bet he's going to come out at it by himself at first. Hmm. I bet he does something with me. James O'Keefe, Glenn Beck, someone of that nature. He'll probably just do his rounds. He'll go tour. He'll see every single one of them. Yeah. Just, yeah. He'll, he'll go back on the, who knows, but he's going to absolutely destroy Fox news. And apparently he's looking at a lawsuit as well. Doesn't he still have the Biden? uh, I mean, the January 6th footage. He does. Well, his team had it, but Mm, apparently he has retained um, one of the number one lawyers in the country. The take on Fox News. So not good. So Hunter Biden um, was ordered to appear in court in Arkansas for the paternity case after the baby mama demanded he be thrown in jail for refusing to hand over financial records and child support dispute. London Roberts asked the judge to jail Hunter Biden until he hands over the financial records, accusing the president's son of playing games. Now Judge Molly Meyer demanded Hunter Biden be in court for the proceedings. Apparently he has came out and decided to settle with her. Is that right? Yeah, so I I just heard this today a little while ago that he's decided to settle with her. But the interesting thing is, is why isn't Joe Biden coming out there and saying, apparently I have another granddaughter. I would love to meet her. They ignore that one. Yeah, they ignore that one. Hmm. And the the DNC just covers that all up, right? Yeah. So they're going to settle, huh? Apparently, yeah. So from April 1st, 2023, a readout of the White House's roundtable affirming transgender kids. Domestic policy advisor, Ambassador Susan Rice, and U.S. Surgeon General Dr. Vivek Murthy hosted a roundtable at the White House about the joys, hopes, and challenges that transgender children are experiencing. Transgender kids and their parents traveled to the White House from states that have attacked the rights of transgender kids, not people, not adults. Transgender kids. Um, The families participating in the roundtable highlighted that transgender kids can thrive when parents love and affirm their transgender children and when transgender kids have access to support they need at school and their communities. I mean, this is is the destruction of the individual, man. I know. And you look at statistics and they say Gen Z in the U.S. is something like in uh, between 10 and 20 percent alphabet soup people. And uh, whereas previously it was like 1% uh, lesbian, gay, bi, like historically it's always been really right. low. I bet the rest of that percentage that has grown over the last few years, it's all T's. It's all trans people. I would, right. I would guess. I wanted to pull up this one video. Um, yeah. It's a quote from Behold a Pale Horse, which is uh, um, Bill Cooper's book. Yes. But it talks about how they will exploit homosexuality and start um, basically um, making the next generation infertile and then push towards transhumanism. It's exactly what they're doing right now. It's exactly what Yuri Bezmenov talked about. 
It's exactly what everybody's wow. been saying for decades, and now we're actually seeing it. And the reason is you see it is because you have influencers like this cunt that uh, shouldn't even be in Washington, D.C. She's controlled opposition. Who? AOC. Listen to what she has to say about Tucker. Out at Fox News. Couldn't have happened to a better guy. Um, what I will say, though, is while I'm very glad that the person that is arguably responsible for the some of the largest driving some of the most uh, amounts of death threats and violent threats, not just to my office, but to plenty of people across the country. Um, I also kind of feel like I'm like waiting for the cutscene at the end of a Marvel movie after all the credits have rolled. And then you see like the villains like hand reemerge out to grip, grip over like the end of a building or something. But deplatforming works and it is important and um deplatforming works and it is important those are the words of communists unfreaking believable you're muted vince ex-peace director dr patrick moore carbon dioxide climate climate truth bonds don't you think if they had proof that CO2 was damaging the planet that someone would write that down so people could read it? That's because they don't have any scientific truth whatsoever. Let's listen to this real quick. And uh, Patrick Moore is just a legend in the, uh, the climate, the anti-climate change agenda. One of my missions is to turn on its head the idea that carbon dioxide is a pollutant and somehow dangerous, when in fact it is the most important nutrient for all life on Earth, and without it, this would be a dead planet. So I say not only is carbon dioxide good, it is essential, and it's a good thing that we are putting some more carbon dioxide in the atmosphere because it was running low before we came along. CO2, we know its benefits for plants, but it is a, a known greenhouse gas, and we're pumping too much of it in, leading to global warming. Well, actually, it may be a known greenhouse gas, but it's not known how strong it is in terms of changing the Earth's temperature. And so far in this century, there has been zero warming from a statistically significant basis, and the UK Met Office says so, yet one-third of all human CO2 emissions have been put into the atmosphere in the last 18 years. So it doesn't look like a lockstep causal relationship between increasing CO2 and warming of the Earth. Are you seriously suggesting we should be pumping more stuff in, polluting the earth more, building more coal-fired power stations just so we can make sure that the CO2 levels are good? No, I'm not, because we're putting plenty of CO2 into the atmosphere. We don't need to do it this quickly, but if we bring it up to a higher level than it is today, we will get immediately an increase in the growth of crops and trees, which is not a bad thing. In the long run, though, it doesn't matter if we bring it down quite a bit. And so that's why I'm supportive of nuclear energy and of natural gas. This tendency to go in the rich countries to wind and solar is a giant waste of money. Those wind farms will rust in place and there is no fun to decommission them when they either wear out or we decide how ridiculous it is to spend so much money for so little electricity that isn't even reliable. What are you saying about energy policy now to the ideas of decarbonisation to cut? Is everyone wrong? 
Yes, they're wrong if they are actually basing their energy policy on decarbonization. They're not wrong to base their energy policy on cost effectiveness, on pollution control, which is why moving from coal to gas makes sense if you have it. But India has coal, and India has 300 million people with no electricity. What do we expect them to do? Of course they're going to build coal plants, but India is also building a lot more nuclear plants than the UK is right now, and it doesn't have the emissions of a coal plant. And China is building huge hydroelectric dams, which don't have the emissions of coal plants. So many of these countries are doing their bit without wasting all this money on wind and solar energy. Which so it's interesting, too, because <coughs> he mentioned uh, nuclear plants. Yeah. Yeah. What if I told you there was a nuclear energy out there that's safe, clean, efficient, that the waste products take less than 20 years to break down other than the current waste products take hundreds, if not thousands of years to break down, and it's cheap to produce. Sorry, I disconnected for a second there. Yeah, thorium. Thorium nuclear plants. Thorium. One of the cleanest nuclear energies in the world, man. Hmm. And uh, they got rid of it in the 1970s because of oil and gas. It's a scam. I believe we could all have free energy. Uh-huh. Just, all right. Let's, started. Yeah. let's listen to Glenn Beck real, real quick on Tucker. The past few weeks over at Fox News, the timeline of events is a little telling. First of all, back in February, BlackRock decided to invest in Fox. Hmm. On Tuesday, Fox settled a lawsuit for $787 million. On Thursday, Dan Bongino announced he was leaving Fox because they just couldn't come up with any kind of contract for him. On Sunday, AOC went on MSNBC, where she blamed Fox News for the incitement of violence. Later that day, 60 Minutes ran a story with Ray Epps, where he said Tucker Carlson was, quote, trying to destroy my life. And yesterday it was announced that he was leaving Fox News. Now, what does that tell you? That tells you a very clear message. If a media outlet refuses to follow the government-approved narrative, they will be destroyed. Real questions will not be tolerated. This is exactly why I started Blaze TV. I know what Tucker is going through right now. My guess is they gave him an option. You know, you can you can do the show our way or your way, and he said highway please i don't know about you but i am tired of the biden crime family and hillary clinton and everybody else getting away with everything that they have done with zero accountability zero scrutiny in the media i'm tired of the political narratives being fed through the media outlets and then spun as some sort of actual journalism i'm tired of it you're tired of it that's great it's great. So, spot on with Glenn Beck right there. Oh, yeah. Tucker was putting out way too much truth. Friday was the nail in the coffin. Oh, 
the the U.S. military or the U.S. Department of Energy is telling Russia, please don't touch our secret nuclear technology in Ukraine. Hmm. What do you have secret nuclear technology doing in Ukraine, Department of Energy? Well, it's actually DOD's, you know, secret weapon development plant that's illegal there. And Tucker even said, huh, sounds military to me. It does. Yep. Yeah. It, well, absolutely it is. It's all right. He'll be fine. It's going to be great. They think yep. they won. Uh-uh. It's not over yet. All right. Getting into uh, social and, uh, or actually infrastructure destabilization. Two men sentenced for planning to attack U.S. electric substations. Christopher Cook um, and Jonathan Frost were sentenced to 92 months and 60 months, respectively, in prison. They both pleaded guilty in February to one count of conspiring to provide material support to extremists. Jackson Schwaltz of Oshkosh, Wisconsin, was also charged and pleaded guilty in February, will be sentenced later today. Yeah. Um their narrative is that these are white supremacist terrorists. Mm-hmm. Right, white supremacist terrorists. They yeah. want to go ahead and, oh, they want to tear down the country, right? With That's their MAGA hats saying, make narrative. America great again. We want to destroy the country. Yeah, they're going to destroy the country and they're going to blame it on yep. the MAGA Republicans. <laughs> Watch. So, uh, CNN Zachary Cohen comes out and says the FBI statement pushes back on the claim by Jordan. Uh, Jim Jordan spokesman that Moore refused to answer questions during voluntary interview. So executive assistant director Moore voluntarily answered questions from members and their staffs about the FBI security clearance adjudication process for several hours. She did not discuss the details of specific individuals whose cases are still under review. And the house judiciary GOP came out and said, false. We have the records. And what they should do to that is like fact checking with the records, right? Like here, you want the transcript? released seriously put out all the facts heck yeah yeah john bolton came out and said we need to redeploy nukes to south korea unbelievable warmongers yep so south africa vows to quit the international criminal court following the putin uh arrest warrant right and this is they don't want to have to arrest Putin. They want out of this corrupt deal, and they just want to right. be with bricks. Yeah. Pink sock. I don't get it. I bet Joe has a pink sock. It's a pinko sock, people. Pinko sock. Oof. All right. Twitter files came out today. I'm not going to go over them. I haven't had time to go through them yet, so I'm not going to go over them. Um, we'll go over those tomorrow. Apparently, the Nashville Trans Shooters Manifesto is so astronomically dangerous that they can't release it. It's probably, I think we could all imagine what it is. And I wanted to like have people like write what they think is in there, but I think that it's so extreme that that would probably not be a good idea. You know what I mean? (laughs) I bet it's like very terroristic and alarming. Yeah, Lamont, Illinois, fatalities and injuries have been reported after an oil refinery exploded. Huh. Oil refinery. I mean, wasn't that on the, that little list that we've been checking? Yeah, dude. There it is. Got to be over 200 now. <laughs> yep. Gosh. Vaccines don't have to prevent infection or transmission to be cleared in the United States, according to the country's top regulatory agency, the FDA, in a new document. It is important to note the FDA's authorization and licensure standards for vaccines do not require demonstration of prevention of infection or transmission. 
what the hell is the point? Yeah. They just admitted they're putting garbage out there and they don't even have any standards. Now, we only got a few more minutes left, but this was interesting. Five reasons to believe the global population is already already 1 billion people less than it was in January 2020. This is scary, man. There have been 40 million births and 20 million deaths for a net population growth of 20 million thus far in 2023, according to the same source. The only people who believe any of the foregoing also believe that men and women are uh, men are really women and vaccines are safe and effective. As of March 2023, there are two jobs available in the, for, in the U.S. for every one unemployed worker. You don't even need an ADP workforce vitality reports to know that wages have been at all-time highs since Q4 2021. Look around your local area and you'll see McDonald's, Come and Go, Circle K, Walmart, all those former minimum wage jobs now hiring at $15 per hour and up. They are forced to offer higher wages or higher legal immigrants to entice entice what's left of the U.S. workforce. The U.S. Chamber of Commerce acknowledged the ongoing labor shortage earlier this year. If every unemployed person got a job tomorrow, there would still be 4 million jobs opening. Mainstream media continues the blame game. Uh, The bottom line is that millions of Americans have died or severely maimed from the lethal mRNA vaccine and the viral sector DNA injections and physically cannot work. Further, U.S. birth rates in 2021 were the lowest since World War I. You cannot find a straight answer anywhere at, as the 2022 U.S. birth rates. They've now splain in the fertility rates and ramble about the 2015 to 2019 statistics instead. And it, it does go on to talk about this, but I think that we're all understanding that there's some big problems here with fertility, and this was all about population control. So six cattle that mysteriously died in Texas had their tongues removed, according to Authorities and said the hide around one side of their mouths was also gone with no visible blood. Cattle mutilations, anybody? Odd, huh? Yeah, sounds like cattle mutilations to me. This is on Breitbart, too. Yeah, we're running out of time. We do have quite a few uh, donations from the Red Pill family battle. All right, let me go ahead and get into those right now. Um, and by the way, guys, you can join me on AMP News on uh, the Rumble channel. Please go on over there. I'll be over there in about 30 minutes from now with Jim Price. Uh, but let's get through these. Shannon, 1313, 10 lemons. Thank you so much, Shannon, 1313. Racing Ray, 42, one can. Thank you so much, Racing Ray. D- uh, Select one diamond. Thank you so much, Select. Enlightened Science, three lemons. Thank you so much, Enlightened Science. Princess, little eight. One lemon slumdog gifted a can. R-M-U-A-F-C-2. The cookie. Thank you, gentlemen, for everything you do. Thank you so much, Princess Little Eight, Slumdog, and R-M-U-C-F, R-M-U-A-F-C-2. Babaloo! Supported plus plus. I can't, I can't. My voice is getting there. $50 on Rumble. I hope the f- info flood starts soon, at least before the collapse of our country. I agree with you, Babaloo. I hope it does as well. Grismo 7. Three lemons, Shannon thirteen thirteen. Three lemons, Princess Little Eight. One ice cream, pr- Patriotic Pisces. One diamond, Grismo, Shannon, Princess, and Patriotic Pisces. Thank you so much. Um, and another ice cream right there from Patriotic Pisces. Thank you so much, Heather Seven Heather Ear seventy two, uh, supporter as well. Ten dollars on Rumble. Finally convinced my family to leave California. They want to move to Michigan. Pulling my eleven year old out of public schools because they're hiding LGBT materials in school libraries. Heather, that is freaking fantastic. I'm so happy for you. Um, and just Jim gifted a cookie, the lingua el existence. 
Absolutely, guys. Thank you so much for all the donations for helping support everything that we do here at the Red Pill Project. I know it's a short show tonight, but you guys can find me in 30 minutes from now on American Media Periscope on Rumble. Go to AMP News in this space bar, US, in the, the chat bar. You can find it. It's also posted on my Twitter and my True Social, so you can find the links in there as well. But much love, respect. God bless you guys. You guys take care. Have a great night, and we'll see you guys tomorrow on another episode of The Daily Dose. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me Eye Patch McCain. <laughs> I, it's, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's a, it's collusive. It's uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And uh, you know that's the beginning of communism.